Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. And we're going on a series of double dates to find out what makes a marriage last. One of the couples we reached out to was Judge Judith Scheinlin, known to the world as Judge Judy. And her husband, Jerry Scheinlin. He's a former New York Supreme Court judge. That was a surprise. Two judges in one marriage? What would that be like? Judy said, Jerry, go and take out the garbage. And I looked at her and I said, do you realize that you're speaking to a Supreme Court judge? And she looked at me and she said, put on your robe and take out the garbage. <laughs> the other surprise was their house. Well, let's just say it was not what we expected. When we got there, we had to double check the address. Wow, it was a palace. And she designed it. Patios. Do you do a lot of parties out here? We do. And you've also done two of weddings here, right? We've done two weddings here. Oh, excuse three. me. Three. We did three weddings here. Two lasted. <laughs> Judy brought out a big tray of snacks, quick to point out that she didn't make them herself. And then we settled down to talk. How old were you when you first fell in love with him? I think I met him. I was 32. 32. What, what was it that you glommed onto right away? He had shiny shoes. <laughs> I saw him in a bar, and I looked I at him, and he had a cute face. I had just finished successfully trying a murder case as a defense attorney. Wow. And it was in the newspaper. So Mike Pearl from the New York Post, who was the crime reporter, was interviewing me. And she came walking into the bar, seeing me surrounded by these lawyers, one of whom was her boss, and came right up to me in the middle of the interview, put her finger in my face and said, and who is this? 
in the middle of the interview. Why did you do that? I thought he was adorable. She wanted to make an impression, which she did. <laughs> and I said, lady, please get your finger out of my face. I'm in the middle of an interview. And she did. And we went out for dinner that night. And we saw each other every single night thereafter. So that's how to get to you, huh? And I'm telling put your finger on my face. <laughs> <I'm> easy. <laughs> I actually had to drag him to the altar. Yeah, that's I did. true. I did. He really had no intention of getting married. He had no intention of divorcing. He and his former wife were separated for about three or four years, but he had no intention of divorcing. It was a very good thing. He could go out. He could get laid. He could say, I can't get, get serious because I'm married. I said, after a year, I want to see the divorce in the paper or don't call me anymore. No. Well, one of the things you said was, I said to her, why do we need a paper from the government in order for us to be together? I mean, it's, it's not necessary. Let's live together. She said, okay. You go ahead and ask my father if we could live together. Oh, wow. I said, I'm not going to do that. So she <laughs> took out her calendar and she said, pick a date. So how do two judges not become very judgmental to each other? And who takes, and, and also you must be great at pleading your case. Each I am you. terrific at pleading my case. I'll bet. However, I'm constantly being overruled. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, but, but seriously, as, they, as the, a bad comedian would say, yeah. <laughs> we judge each other all the time. And I plead my case, and he pleads his case. Yes. We, that's what we do. That's what marriage is. Do you is. really? Of course. I use my logic to explain why I don't want to live in Connecticut anymore or why I want to go to Sicily on a vacation. I mean, you have to talk your husband, your mate, into doing into things thinking like, that's his it, idea, and also when you're having an argument, each of you has to say, "Well, why this wasn't fair to this one or that one?" I just think it's fascinating. We tend to do the right thing, and as soon as one of us gets to the point where we say, "You know, that's right," then we're together. Hmm. And if we can't get to that point, then we argue, mm -hmm. and we argue until somebody gives up. And it's usually me. That's true, because you're usually <laughs> wrong. <laughs> There's a reason. That the, the truth is, I'm a very linear thinker. Things are logical. If something doesn't make sense, whether it's an argument between us or in life, if something is inconsistent with my history from seeing people from being a lawyer and a judge for 50 years, if something doesn't make sense to me, it's usually not true, or it's usually not right, or it's not gonna end up well. Jerry is a linear thinker, but at the end of that thought process is what will make him happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to linear think through, Jerry, that may make you happy, but it's not the right thing to do. And sometimes we don't get there, so then we just have a blowout. Are you ever wrong? Rarely. I remember once when she was uh, 12 years <laughs> old. <laughs> she said she, she was, was wrong. wrong. Am I ever wrong? Oh, I'm sure. N not with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, we have a big family. And there's, so there's lots to negotiate. So time, coordination things, 
that's not something that I don't know if Phil is good at, but Jerry is really not good at that. Would that be fair statement? I think so. Now tell me, Jerry. Yes. Uh, Judy has told us what she's, you know, her part that she's good at, making the arrangements and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what's your job? My job is to make suggestions to her. Mm -hmm. And then she takes the suggestions mm -hmm. and makes arrangements. And she does the appointments. So I see I'm saying that lightheartedly, but my job is usually to uh, go along with what she says. And, and she, she accepts your suggestions? No. That's an idea. She says, said, oh, that's, that's a, a good idea. That's a glimmer, that's a glimmer of, an of an idea. That's, a, that's, and then she, that's an embryo of an idea. <laughs> yeah, but it works. That's the thing. It, it works. It works. Uh, when you have a blow-up, which one is more likely to it, be the peacemaker? That f has fluctuated over the years. I would say the first 20 or more years, I was the peacemaker mm. because that's just the way it was. He, I think Jerry will acknowledge he was a difficult person <laughs> for a while. In what way? He was difficult. He, well, he, more unreasonable. I wouldn't listen necessarily to what she was saying. But and he, I would insist that what I was saying was correct and right and it was the good thing to do. And as years went on, it just came to me that she has the better ideas most often. And I accept it. Wow. And I don't struggle with it. And that became more frequent as the marriage went on. As the marriage went on, that became more frequent. And so we got along better. I think Jerry brought more baggage to the marriage than I did. His family, his parents were more dysfunctional than mine. What happened to them was when they were born in Europe, if they didn't behave, they would beat the children. Oh, my God. That's the way they did it. Oh, in those that's years. hardly a surprise. Yeah, it's not a surprise at all. So when they came to this country, they thought the way to bring up children is to abuse them, to hurt them, mm. to hit them, not understanding that that carries a terrible, terrible result with the child. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get over. I carried around a lot of garbage from the time that I was a kid. But like what? What couldn't you do? Well, it was hard to get close to another person without thinking that perhaps they're going to hurt you. Oh. Because that's the way you grew up. Right. So, you know, you had to continually test to see if the person really loved you. Mm -hmm. Would you love me if I said this to you? Oh. Would you love me if I did this to you? So. What kind of a father does that make you? Did you hit your children? Never, ever laid a hand on them. I learned it from a negative point of view. Mm -hmm. A negative upbringing actually gave me a positive sense of how to bring up children. When I was 17, I joined the Navy. Oh, I don't blame During you. the war right. and spent two years in the Navy. Then when I came out, my head was better. Mm -hmm. You know, they say you go into the Navy as a boy and you come out as a man. Mm -hmm. Well, in my case, that happened to be true. And did you go to law school? Afterwards, went to college afterward. Then you have a short, relatively 12-year short-term marriage, which Jerry had, which produced three children, three terrific kids. And 
I think he had a lot of guilt with regard to leaving his wife and children. I, that was long before he met me. All of that was a lot of baggage mm-hmm, yeah. to come to a new relationship with. Mm-hmm. And let me put it to you this way. Honestly, because you want honesty in your chapter, correct? I'd like I'm not it. so sure you would I like want it. honesty. You would like it. I am a girl who always needs a project. With Jerry, I knew I was getting a project. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be an easy... So the first 20 years, I was really trying to make up for all of this. You had a, a miserable childhood, and you feel guilty about leaving your kids. There was lots of turmoil that he probably couldn't pinpoint in his brain, but he knew it was not making him feel content, and it was my job, I felt, during that time, to make it better. Well, then what happened was that my father died, and my father was uh, my champion. I had one of those. Right. I know you did. And when you lose that, you say, all right, somebody has to take care of me. I've been taking care of you for 20 years, now you take care of me. This is what I need. And if you can't do that, we just can't be together. And he was totally unaccustomed. It's too amorphic. You can't say, take care of me. What does that mean? Right. I mean, how do you want me to take care of you? Do you want me to carry you from place to place? Do you want me to buy you things? Do you want me to feed you? Do you want me to keep you warm? What you have to do is tell me. Use your words. Tell me what you want me to do to take care of you. Right. And she said... Just take care of me. Right. And I said, I don't know how to do that. And honestly, it wasn't that he was being stubborn. I don't think he was being stubborn. I think that, honestly, he didn't think that I would do it. No, uh, I didn't. He didn't think that I would do it. She said to me, if you can't maneuver this, I'm going to divorce you. And I said, oh, yeah, I dare you. And the next day I got divorce papers. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's serious he business. Really he really didn't think I would, I would do it. Next day. I had a friend. I said, just serve him with the papers. We'll have more after a quick break. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients. Each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member, FDIC, Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA 
is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We're back with Judge Judy and Jerry Scheindlin. When we left off, they were remembering a tough time in 1990 when, yep, Judy actually followed through with her threat. They got divorced. I missed her, her presence the first week that we were separated. Hmm because we didn't see each other for the first time in years. Every single day, I was in the Supreme Court, Judy was in the family court, we'd always be together after court, always. And this was a strange experience for me, not seeing Judy. Were you in the same building? Same building. We were in the same building. Mm -hmm. So there came a point where I called her on the phone, I said, what are you doing, you wanna go to dinner? And she would say yes, which surprised me. But we went to dinner. Meanwhile, the papers were all signed. (laughs) Did you need to get to the point to give her what she wanted? What happened was we gradually, during this period of one year, grew closer together because I missed her terribly. And I couldn't stand the fact that somebody fixed her up with a guy. (laughs) That was driving me crazy. So I would call her up and say, did he kiss you? <laughs> she said, no, it was just a date. Well, that's... And, he, and she said it didn't even work well because we went to this restaurant and the waiter came over and he said, I'll have, I'll have uh, the roast beef and the potatoes and the french fries. I'd like, I'd like. And I'd like a, a big glass of Cabernet. And she said to the waiter, that's what he wants. What he's going to have is... <laughs> And so this guy never saw her again. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I said. I was pleased to hear that story because I knew eventually she had to come back to me. That's a scream. And did You're, you miss him too? I missed him. I missed him. I want to get back to when you got back together. That's the most interesting thing. Because, you know, once you're divorced, it's like, okay, I was married to him. I'm, now we even see each other all the time. What do we have to get married for again? Interestingly enough, we were walking downtown Manhattan. I picked her up from work and I said, you know, this is silly. I'm uncomfortable being with you all the time and not being married to you. I said, let's get married again. She said, well, I mean, how are we going to do that? I said, my, my ex-law partner is a Supreme Court judge. He's right up the street. We can go right into the clerk's office and get a license. And of course, as soon as they saw us, they accommodated us with both judges. 
got the license immediately, called up my law partner and said, are you busy? He said, no. I said, well, we're coming up to get married again. I called my older son who had a law practice in lower Manhattan. He was my best man. <laughs> she called her girlfriend of 40 years. That was her maid of honor. So we went up to my partner's chambers and he performed the following ceremony. To me, he said, you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife forever, and good times and bad and sickness and health, and to each I said yes. Looked at her and said, you take this man to be your husband? She said yes, in good times or bad, and she looked at him and said, in good times or forget it. (laughs) 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 Herbie said, this is a real tearjerker. Oh, that's funny. She cracks a joke about it, but I think it's romantic that they got remarried. They also came back to each other, already knowing what makes the other one tick. Do you know the triggers that each other has? Like, you know the thing that will set them up? Absolutely. So you know what they are. Yes. So what do you do? Do you, like, purposely... You avoid them. Or you purposely push them. I avoid them. He sometimes... Or am I perfect? He sometimes still... He still tests. That's interesting. No, but really, you try to change, but you can't change. There's some things that are just damaged. Mm -hmm. That's the way you put it. It's just damaged, and you can't repair it. Being damaged, causing the testing of my devotion to him. Mm -hmm. And it used to happen very often, and it happens less frequently as we get old. You know, you asked about, I think that we change in what our needs are. Mm-hmm. For instance, you, you were working in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You got married in 1980, yes. right? Yes. But your show was still in Chicago in 1980. Yes. Your show was in Chicago for another th- four years. Yes. To, to the last kid. I do my of, homework too. No, to the yeah. last kid was out of high school. That was our deal. Okay, but that's different, and I'm sure that that was difficult, and I'm sure that there were accommodations that had to be made, and yes. scrubbles that had to be made. And That's why so, I'm so interested in accommodation, because I think a marriage is, cannot be successful and be strong if one person says, it has to be this and it has to be that. When we decided to get married, and I had said, I'm not living in Winnetka, and he said, I can't live in L.A., so we made New York home, because it was closer to Chicago, and he said, I just have got to get my boys through high school. I got it. I didn't want to be taken out of my freshman year or sophomore year in high school. Right. They had to so where did you live? I moved from L.A. to New York. But the point is that we made a life that mm-hmm. neither of us ever lived here. Mm-hmm. Now we have a New York apartment. None of this was in Chicago or L.A. We just right. made a new life. Right. And I really appreciate that about how we handled it. Mm-hmm. He was willing to move his show, but not willing to hurt his children. And I right. was will, not willing to hurt his children. So we, we made a path for ourselves. Right. And the kids came too, and we had four bedrooms, and then they grew up. And, and then they, they come occasionally. Yeah, yeah, and they come now occasionally, exactly. But if people don't accommodate each other, if you don't give up certain things or, or round off certain things, or, or just downright change something. Yeah. You Two people aren't alike. Yeah. They're not the same. Exactly. I am so not like him, and he is so not like me. It's true. We really are different. But the important thing is we figured out that that's okay. 
Yeah, we fought a lot at first, but it just takes time. Every young couple goes through it. Young people aren't getting married anymore. Nobody's getting married when they're 22 or 24 or 26 or 28. They start thinking about it when they're 30. They hardly get out of your house before they're 30. Mm -hmm. That's just this generation. Healthier healthier than our generation. Yeah. I mean, if, if a daughter wasn't married by the time she was 24 in the Catholic world, you know, your mother went to church. Yes. Many of those marriages did not survive. Mm-mm. Women, I think, more than men, when they enter into a relationship, think that whatever behavior is annoying to them, they will be able to modify and change. In the other person. In the other person. And if you marry somebody thinking that you're going to change them, which I did, mm-hmm. Mia culpa. Don't try to teach a pig to sing. It doesn't work, and it annoys the pig. But what about the fact that he did change? He, came he, didn't, he didn't change. He learned to use a calendar better. He learned to write down October 21st, Judy's birthday. Right. What is difficult about living with you? Nothing. <laughs> that's, the, that's the difficulty. That's the, that's the difficulty. Because <laughs> you must have had to change something in you to be able I, to accommodate another person. Everybody does. I did. I used to sweat the small stuff. Uh-huh. I had to give it up. During that year that we weren't together, I did a little growing myself. It was, uh-huh. it was a realization that we were better as a couple uh-huh. than we were separately. You have to have that feeling that is intangible. My father said to me that he saw my mother at a dance at the Jewish center for the first time when she was 18. And he was with his best friend. From the first minute he looked at her, he saw her Mm -hmm. and he said, I got to have it. Mm -hmm. See, I saw him and I said, I have to have that like forever. It, right. Whatever it is, I'm going to make this work. And he evidently the same thing. Mm-hmm. You evidently the same thing. Chicago, New York, I'm going to accommodate it because, and there were a lot of girls in Chicago. <laughs> but you saw this one, this girl, and you really had to have this girl. Mm-hmm. So whatever it had to be in your, <coughs> in your life, that's, yeah. what, that's what you did. That you can't, can't identify. It. Because the truth of the matter is, no matter how you slice it, and no matter how many words you use, it all is irrelevant unless when you touch your mate, there's a special feeling. When you speak to her, there's a special feeling. When you hug her, there's a special feeling. I think the foundation of a good marriage, ones that last, is a deep love and a devotion to your mate. If you look at your mate and you love her, as we do, then it all works, no matter the little irritations. They fall into place. But you can't replace the touch, the kiss, making love. And the main thing is that she has a tremendous ability to make me laugh. And there you have it. What makes the marriage of Judge Judy and Jerry Scheinlin last? This has been so much fun. And you are the nicest man that ever lived. Well, that's the problem with this interview. 
That Thank is the you. problem with this interview. Somebody said well, something nice to me. She can't at the take end it. Of Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. You haven't told us how. I'm telling you, he's different. He's selfish. I see. Jerry. But he's adorable. He is. You see? He's adorable. Phil, you have to come to my rescue. Phil. Double Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette. Marlo and I are executive producers, along with Mia Lobel and Lital Molad from Pushkin. And special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger. If you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.